It is 2018. America is facing a wave of new government appointments and upcoming elections at all levels of the government. And with new leaders come new priorities. Effective government relations are essential to FINRA's success. So how does FINRA navigate the changing environment? Today, we are in the nation's capital with FINRA's Senior Vice President of Government Affairs, Greg Dean, to learn how. I'm your host, Eric Zoll. From Washington, D.C., this is FINRA Unscripted. Greg, welcome. Glad to have you here today. Glad to be here. I want to take us back in time because, Greg, this is not your first go-round here with our organization. You were here with our predecessor organization, NASD, so I want to give our listeners a little bit of your personal history with the organization. You're absolutely correct. I was with NASD regulation back in 2000, 2001. I was in the Office of General Counsel at that time. I was working on membership regulation and other type of investor protection regulations. So it was a fun time to be here. We are just past the Y2K, and there was a lot of excitement. What attracted you to the government affairs world after you moved on from then NASD? Well, after NASD, I jumped uh, right after 9-11 up into the Hill. So I spent nearly 14 years working on Capitol Hill on the House side for a little bit, mainly on the Senate side, worked for about six different committees, and I really had a good, fulsome experience on the Hill side. Prior to that, I worked in the executive branch, working with small companies at the Small Business Administration. And so I thought I'd come back. Uh, Robert Cook had asked me uh, that the position at, at the head of government affairs was vacant. And he called me up and said, would you be interested in coming back to FINRA, back to your old roots? And there was a lot of excitement at FINRA at that time. Uh, there was a lot of work to do. We've, we're about 10 years post the economic downturn. It was good to come back and see a lot of familiar faces here, but it was also good to see that the organization has truly evolved over time. Back to the old stomping grounds, if you like. Well, let's step out of the DeLorean, Greg, and back to the present day and talk about your current duties here with FINRA. So why don't we start with talking about what your team at a high level is doing uh, at the federal level? Absolutely. There's a lot going on. We had the change in the administration at the beginning of, of last year with the, a new president and new administration coming in. We had a lot of new members of Congress, both on the House side and in the Senate. We had changeover and some of our oversight subcommittees and full committees. And in addition, we had interaction with our state regulators as well. So it was a good opportunity for us to come in, reestablish our ties with colleagues, both on the state level and the federal level, as well as being able to tell them how we use technology, how we work collaboratively with other regulators, and really to tell the story of what we do. Because I think that we have a great story to tell, but it's a little bit hidden. And so it's good to bring this out in the open. You mentioned state regulators. What activities does the Office of Government Affairs do at the state level? Well, we work with NASA, which is the North American Securities Administrators Association, and all of their members. There's 50-plus jurisdictions within the U.S., plus they have Canada and Mexico. We hold over 80 quarterly calls uh, throughout the year with each of the individual states Plus, we talk about how we promote investor protection. Now, of course, FINRA is not the a sole regulator in the uh, financial space. 
What does government affairs do with respect to promoting relationships with other regulators or fostering relationships? Well, as you clearly pointed out, there's a, a number of regulators, both on the state side, but primarily on the federal side, we have a lot of financial federal regulators. We have our primary regulator, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission, but we also do a lot of work with the Department of Treasury, the Federal Reserve Bank, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, the CFTC, the Commodities Future Trading Commission. So there's a lot of interaction there and a lot to work on. Uh, all of the agencies have investor protection as one of their top. FINRA actually works collaboratively in making sure that we can reach out, providing the broker check system, providing investor education foundation, which is one of the largest investor education uh, foundations in the country and being able to promote that and unify with the other regulators. Before we move on, another thing that government affairs is involved with that a lot of our listeners may not be aware of is that you're involved with our Office of Investor Education in presenting what are called investor forums around the country. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about what uh, your office does with those events? Absolutely. These are great events getting outside of Washington, D.C., where the real investors are, so they understand how do you invest, what you should be looking for, what questions you should be asking. We usually partner these with the state security regulators. We hold them in various cities, both large and small throughout the country. In addition, we work with uh, members of Congress. We ask them as special guests to come and talk about what they're doing in Congress. We had a very good investor forum recently that, that spent a lot of time on seniors' issues because Congress is working on the Senior Safe Act, and FINRA is just releasing a rule that is for the protection of seniors. So it was a very good synergy there. The Senior Safe Act that you just mentioned, for those not familiar, with what is that exactly? Well, the Senior Safe Act is Congress's answer to allow, uh, whether it be broker-dealers, whether it be community banks, whether it be investment advisors, that if they suspect there's an activity of, an, of uh, fraud or perhaps something unusual going on with a senior investor, that they could pass that information on to their regulator. Uh, which is very important because we can then step in if necessary, take a look at the situation, find out if the senior investor is making the right decisions or are they not making the right decisions, being influenced by somebody else to make improper decisions or decisions against their interest. So Congress is looking at this to, to provide safe harbor for people within the industry to work with the re regulators to, to help protect seniors. Why, Greg, does a regulator like FINRA need an Office of Government Relations? Well, it's going back to the number of federal agencies and state regulators that are out there. There's a lot of them. It's good for FINRA to have a one touch point. Also, it provides us with an ability to educate people as to what we do. For example, when we started last year, we quickly realized that we have one of the, the best technology companies in the world that people don't know about. When we do our cross-market surveillance, we're actually handling between 35 to 50 billion transactions a day, and people had no idea. So when we talk to members of Congress, talk to other federal agencies, and we bring that to their attention, it really is a mind-opening experience. For example, we recently were able to give members of our oversight committee on the House Financial Services Committee 
a live demonstration of our OATS program. There they could see all the orders, they could see all the customers being placed, how they're going through the system as part of that 35 billion transactions that happen each day. It, it really was a very good learning experience for them and a very good opportunity for us to promote the great things that we're doing, technology for market integrity. Do you have members of Congress, staff members, or in state uh, regulators as well say, wow, I didn't know that when you come out of one of these sessions. Oh, absolutely. That happens. I mean, when we were doing this OATS demonstration and you can click down to the each individual order and then you can see which different trading venues it goes through before it's finally executed. And they their, their eyes just pop open as, wow, I didn't realize you had that much detail and you were able to do that. But it's also then giving the education on top of that and saying, yes, not only can we follow that, but we can also use artificial intelligence and tools to find when there's abnormalities or we may detect fraudulent trading and we can go back and reconstruct that. Greg, did you ever think you'd find yourself talking about artificial intelligence? I have not, no. Usually my family accuses me of it all the time, but no. <laughs> How would you say that the Office of Government Affairs the work that you two, your team does. How would you say that that advances FINRA's mission? Well, it goes back to interaction. It's the interaction with Congress. It's the interaction with the regulators themselves, making sure that we have good, strong dialogue between them, as well as an education component. I, we're more of a resource more than anything else. When members of Congress have a constituent that have a concern, we say, okay, we have the senior helpline that they can contact. Or we ourselves will help work with constituents to find out if they're having concerns, if they want to find out what's the difference between a mutual fund and a variable annuity. We can help them point them in the right direction. That's very important indeed. You've talked about some of the issues already that, uh, that, that are kind of hot-button issues um, that, you're, that you're talking about. Could you give us a little more insight as to some of the issues that your team is, is discussing? The important issues that are coming out now are more technology-related. It's, it's cybersecurity issues. It's making sure that firms of all size, from small firms to large firms, have the capability and understanding of, of what's happening with that. It's also developing new tools, whether it be robo-advice tools or artificial intelligence tools, how we can harness that technology for the betterment of investors overall, and also to help track down and root out fraud. Our role is to help with those issues and promote them. But right now, we're also 10 years past the economic downturn of 2008. And so we're in a, a different environment. So there are different challenges, different ed investor education issues coming up. These cryptocurrency and ICO issues are brand new. So there's also a learning not only for us, but for the regulators, but also for the investors themselves. You mentioned the 10-year the, the, the anniversary of the economic downturn. Do you find that you're still talking about lessons learned from, that, from those events today? Absolutely. Because it was such a monumental economic event in our country, uh, the markets on the verge of collapse and how we came back. Uh, a lot at that time dealt with not only the housing market, but our also understanding within the 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 financial markets themselves, the operating, how they're underpinning. And so you've seen a lot of change with that, but we're still learning a lot of lessons as we move forward. In addition, you think about 10 years ago, uh, we we're talking last year is the 10-year anniversary of the iPhone. How we interact with investors is changing as we sit here. Uh, 
the rise of the smartphone, the tablets, yet many millennials and young investors, that's the only way they get their information. Are we reaching them? Are we really providing the necessary information to make sure they're up to date, up to speed, and educated on financial markets. Do you find that you and your team are talking about those similar issues with with state legislatures, regulators? Absolutely. We It's an ongoing dialogue with them. I think trying to reach different segments of the investor population has always been, I mean, we talk about seniors all the time, but there's also looking at millennials and how to dialogue with them in a different way than you would a senior investor. Greg, it's 2018. We're in an election year. Are there certain challenges that you and your team address in an election year? Well, an election year... We try to operate as a resource for members, and we also try to educate. Uh, That's our primary role. So an election in and of itself is not really affecting our primary work in interacting with the regulators and interacting with Congress. Obviously, there was a change in administration about a year ago at Mm -hmm. this time. What challenges are you and your team addressing with that change in administration and as it as it continues to unfold? Well, it, it, there's a lot of change that has happened. Many people say, oh, the change in the administration. But yes, but there's also a change in personnel, both at the top, a lot of new cabinet agencies. We have a new SEC chair. We have recently two confirmed SEC commissioners that have just joined the agency. In addition, most of the top brass of all the agencies have changed over. In addition with that, you have a lot of executive orders that came out early within the administration, uh, which did put a lot of focus on the financial markets. One particular executive order came out in February was a, a re- was having the Department of Treasury take a look at the financial markets. And the Department of Treasury decided rather than doing one report, they're going to do four separate reports. So... It's very important for us to understand if they're looking at capital markets, if they're looking at fintech, if they're looking at regtech, what roles do FINRA play in those particular markets and how can we be a resource or helpful? Technology, cryptocurrency, these things that didn't exist 10 years ago. You're not a technologist. I'm not either. How much preparation, how much reading do you have to do on these topics in order to talk about them in an informed way towards members of Congress, states? federal regulators? That's absolutely a great question. Uh, Office of Government Affairs is not the technology gurus. What's really important is we work with all of the different units across FINRA. For example, when we did the OATS demonstration, it wasn't the Office of Government Affairs. It was all of our great officials over in market regulation that did that. When we're talking about FinTech or RegTech, it's not us. It's emerging regulatory initiatives that are coming out they're talking about those issues. So we do a lot of reading, but we also pull in all of our, our great folk from our, across the organization to make sure that we're getting them before the right people. We're going to bring them to the Department of Treasury to talk about the capital markets or fintech or regtech. We're going to bring them to Capitol Hill to do the OATS demonstration, among other things. Well, Greg, we're going to round third base here with a few uh, more getting to know Greg questions. Okay. What do you most enjoy about uh, what you do? It's the relationship building. I think it really is knowing that at the end of the day, we are building relationships. Our core mission is investor protection and market integrity. And it really is highlighting that and making sure that what we learn, we can share with other people. I would imagine over the years, Greg, you've had some interesting interactions and some amusing stories. Any any that you want to share with us today? We had a schedule with Senator Mark Warner from Virginia 
who is the ranking member of our oversight subcommittee on the Senate Banking Committee. And we were going in to meet with him, and, and Senator Warner has worked with FINRA over the years. But as soon as we walked in the door, Senator Warner said, it's nice to see you, Robert. However, uh, Minority Leader Chuck Schumer just called me for a meeting at the Capitol, and I've got to run, so come with me. So off we were dashing down the hall, down the elevators, and we even took a ride on the Senate subway that the members used to go from the Senate office buildings over to the, the Senate floor. And it, it literally turned into the elevator pitch. It was just a lot of fun to see that. And anything can happen at a moment's notice. Imagine someone in your position watches a fair amount of C-SPAN. Do you do it for work pleasure or both? Uh, um yeah, I do watch C-SPAN. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, it, it, it happens. Yeah, you, you, you got me there. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, you want to know what's happened uh, while you were asleep. Do you turn on your television, turn on the radio, or check your smartphone? I do two things. One, as soon as I get up, I check the smartphone to make sure there's nothing blowing up, make a big pot of coffee, and then sit down at my computer and read all the newspapers online. Very important to stay informed indeed. And caffeinated. And caffeinated, absolutely. Well, Greg, thank you so much for spending some time with us here today. Thank you, Eric, for having me here. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about FINRA's Office of Government Affairs, visit us at finra.org slash podcasts and visit the page for this episode. Have an idea for a future podcast? Email us at finraunscripted at finra.org or reach out on social media. I'm Eric Zoll, and this is FINRA Unscripted.